Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast, the radio show today, wherever you're listening to us. We want to appreciate you for joining. And if you can, please share the links. That's always a blessing and a help as we are in, you know, people probably say, think that I'm like a broken record, you know, because I say this at the beginning of every show, share the links. But that's because I'm, I'm under this unbelievable censorship that as a pastor and a Christian, I can't even believe that this is what I'm dealing with. I mean, honestly, I, I have my family, you know, with me for the holiday and obviously for Christmas. And so, you know, we're all together. We're all together. And I'm showing them. But I don't even think they fully understand the censorship. I mean, these are channels that we've invested in for 10, 15 years now. I mean, if you think about it, how long has Facebook been around? It's been around for a while, you know. And they're just they're limiting our distribution. They're, 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 they're labeling our articles fake news. And... It's so frustrating because there's no one you can talk to. There's no one you can reach out to. They say you can appeal them or whatever. But then what happens is they limit your distribution. And we used to get, and I'm not, you know, I'm one of these guys, just so you guys understand how I am. Like, I'm not out there saying like, you know, in a braggadocious way, like, oh, we have a million people that listen to our show or whatever. I don't give numbers out because, and the reason why is because I just don't want to sound like one of those guys, you know, like, yeah, we have all these people listening. But if you add all of the platforms, because we're on a lot of platforms, if you add all the platforms and then just Facebook alone, we would have over a million people hitting our sites every single month. And that doesn't even include the 150,000 that we send out emails to. So I'm giving you these numbers because I want you to understand that when a large tech platform like Facebook or YouTube censors us, it really affects our work. It really affects our reach. And the key and the reason why we're doing what we're doing is because we're trying to combat the disinformation and the fraudulent information that Christians are receiving. All you have to do is go to a youth group. At one time, I was actually in youth ministry before I pastored adults. And, you know, if you go to today's youth and you ask them certain questions and you're seeing this more and more, especially as they go away to college, I'm talking Christian colleges, Christian colleges. As they go into these colleges, they literally get brainwashed, ladies and gentlemen. And they come back. And I, you know, I know so many Christian parents that come to me and they say, Pastor Todd, oh my gosh, I need your help. Please pray for my son. Please pray for my daughter. They're being propagandized at school. And I say, well, where do they go? You know, and, and a lot of times they'll tell me, you know, uh, a Christian university. And it just, dis, it's discouraging. It's disheartening because we've been infiltrated from within. And so that's why as a man of God and a person with a calling on his life, I've said yes. I, it comes at a very high cost, a very, very high cost. We don't, you know, it's crazy. I read some of these comments on like YouTube and you know, some of these channels. Just I, I read some of the comments and people are like, oh, there's another pastor that's living high on the hog that, you know, probably has a jet plane. All he wants is your money. And then I look at my wife and I'm like, gosh, they have no idea our situation. It couldn't be farther from the truth. We are blackballed. I mean, you know, God forbid I would try to get a job in the corporate world today with all the stuff on online. How would I even do that? You know, so, I mean, they want to like stifle us. They want to completely cut us out of society, de-platform us, de, you know, just, just take us right off, cancel us. And that's why we need your help. So that's why I ask for help because it's, it's, it's that dire, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm one of the freedom fighters that's out here on the front line. And, you know, I have to weigh this. I have to weigh this every day because I think about my family and I'm just like, you know, gosh, Lord, you know, I mean, I need you. Where are you? You know, and, and I have days like that. And he shows up 
and he fills me with his spirit and he gives me courage. But, you know, I was watching the movie The Patriot. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Mel Gibson. I was watching that movie today with my family. And, you know, you see what these patriots had to fight for in our freedom, our 1776, when America was fighting the Redcoats, you know, and fighting for our independence. And it's amazing that it's taken, you know, so many years to get almost back. They say history repeats itself. Well, now we're fighting the deep state. We're fighting these oligarchs, these tech oligarchs and these uh, people that have basically been willing to be bribed and paid off. And, you know, they want to come after us. And it, it, it reminds me, because I'm a big history buff, and I, I, I don't know if you are or not, I'm a big history buff. And I've, I've studied, and what's always intrigued me is the lead-up. Like, how did it become Nazi Germany? Like, how did people just overnight all of a sudden start slaughtering millions of people in, in these concentration camps? How did that happen? How did people, you know, justify that? You know, how did they justify that? I mean, that's amazing that people would allow that when there's so many people that were probably horrified and terrified. But for some reason, they did, and that's because good people did nothing. And we're watching history repeating itself, ladies and gentlemen. And I, and I can't, you know, it's hard for me to just sit here and not say anything and let our country turn into a communist country. It's really, really hard for me to, to let that happen. I, I just, and I hope that you feel the same way because there might be a point very soon here where you will be asked to stand. And I've already gotten, I, I'll tell you, pastors write me. I have Christians write me all the time. And they just say, listen, listen I'm not willing to fight. You know, straight out, I'm not willing to fight, you know. I mean, I'll pray, but I'm not going to fight. And, I, you know, I, I can imagine how the people felt when they were fighting the Revolutionary War against Great Britain, you know, that they want freedom and independence, you know, that they could form this amazing republic. And I'm sure there was a good portion of people that were not willing to fight. I mean, all you got to do is watch the Patriot. It should t tells you the story right there. But we're in this moment right now. People say, well, Todd, will you fight? I mean, are you, you know, look, I'm, I'm older now. I mean, I'm not in my prime I work out. I'm in great physical shape. But, you know, I'm not in my 20s anymore. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I hope that we don't have to make that decision. I hope it doesn't come to that. But I will tell you that I know people personally who've had people come to their homes, threaten them, kill their dog. Uh, I know one person whose house was burned down, you know. I knew other people that have had to move, that have had to go into hiding. And this is in America. I mean, we're, we're in 2020. This is America, ladies and gentlemen. And so we're at this very, like, critical juncture where, where there's, you know, I put things up on Facebook and I'm told by some truth minister, ministry of truth, you know, some person. Who is this person? I don't even know who they are. You can't contact them. You can't dispute them. You can't appeal it. I mean, technically, they say you can appeal it, but it'll never go your way because they'll look at your post and say, oh, yeah, this is one of those guys. Nope, we're not going to give him an appeal. And these people, what do they really want to do to guys like us, to women like you, you know, men and women like you? What do they want to do to us? I mean, they want to, gosh, I mean, it's pretty bad what they want to do, to be honest. They want to not, not just silence, not just shut down your churches. Look, I, I don't know if you've been noticing the churches that have been shut down. Have you been noticing this? During COVID, have you been noticing a lot of people standing up for the churches? No, because it's in the name of a health crisis and a pandemic. I mean, that's very, very smart the way they played this out, you know. And then, and then people wonder, well, why do people in the Republican Party just cower? You know, I thought these, I thought the Republican was the answer. Well, you know, they're being threatened. Um, we don't know what kind of bribes people have taken, but we also don't know what kind of threats have come upon them. I mean, I remember this citizen journalist that 
was putting up a lot of content, really good stuff. I mean, she was she was really getting a lot of uh, momentum. And they don't like that. They don't like when you get momentum. They're, they're okay when you're just a little guy. But when you start getting in the tune of millions of people listening to you, <laughs> they go after you. They want to shut you down. And, uh, and that's what they've done here. And that's fine because, you know what, we were always talking about a remnant. So if, it, if it's 10,000 people or 5,000 people, heck, if it's 300 people, you know, we're Gideon's army. I mean, whoever's listening to this podcast, great. Thank you for listening. And thank you. I'm, I'm thankful that I'm still able to have a podcast. But I don't know how much longer that's even going to be the case. You know, and people say, well, you know, go to the website and we can go to the website. But, yet, you know, there's these, these companies called hosting companies. They host the websites. And they're going after people. They're taking down the website. So then where do you go? I mean, what does it get to the point where we got to go back on like ham radio? I mean, what, what point does it get? I start thinking of like, um, you know, Terminator, the movie Terminator. You are the resistance. Like I think Alex Jones took that. You know, you are the resistance. Gosh, how did it get to this place where we have to be the resistance? I mean, can we just live our lives? Can't we just go out and work a job. Remember those days? See, for those of us that are old enough, we remember those days, like the 80s and 90s. I mean, you could just like go to work and no one really cared what political party. Honestly, I mean, yeah, you're Democrat, yeah, you're Republican. Okay, cool. Let's go, let's go have a beer. Let's go have a drink. You know, let's, let's go have a dinner together. I mean, no one was like, are you Trump? Are you Biden? I mean, it was like, you know, no one was Antifa or, or going after you. And honestly, to be honest, like I remember back then, and I know some people were arguing with me on this, but I had friends of every color, race, creed, religion and we all got along i mean we all hung out in high school we all hung out there was there was african-american people there was hispanic people we all hung out there was asians we all hung out we went to house parties together we all hung out and and i don't recall and i mean maybe jokingly but there wasn't like this vicious race stuff going on at least not in california where i grew up and i would probably say that's the case for most people you know it, it didn't really start until you know, more recently when they started bringing back things from like the 60s and maybe early 70s, they started like digging up these old wounds and, 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 and making people angry again about this stuff that, that really has now gotten to a tipping point. And now it's like they're targeting opposite, like white men are considered, you know, the lowest of low. I mean, it's crazy. How, how did that happen? You, know, you can't get a job if you're a white man. Middle-aged white man that's straight. Forget about it. You're like in the worst position. No, they got to hire everybody before they hire you. So how do you feed your family? How do you, what do you do? Okay, well, the answer used to be maybe real estate or small business. Well, now they're crushing small businesses. Small businesses can't be open. You know, so now you can't have a small business. I mean, you can't even freaking leave your house in some places, barely. Excuse my language. I know I sound frustrated, and I know people tell me, you, you sound frustrated. There was somebody yesterday that was like, you're like a roller coaster up and down. There's so much criticism. I have a podcast and I'm a radio host. And part of being a radio host, they call you a personality. <laughs> that means you're supposed to have a personality. I'd be really boring if I was just like, blah, 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 dead. Right? I probably wouldn't have any listeners. So I'm just speaking my heart. I am not perfect. I've never claimed to be. But I do think I have a message. And I do think I have a calling and I'm trying to answer that calling. So I know there's always somebody with criticism and then you don't have to listen to me. See, that's the greatest thing about America is, is that you don't have to listen to my broadcast. If you don't like what I'm saying, then turn me off. But for those that are, you know, agreeing or at least being challenged to think, or maybe you don't agree hundred percent, but at least you're like, Hey, maybe this guy has some good points or I can kind of dig what he's saying, or I can kind of understand. I, I feel his heart. Well, thank you. That's all this is. See, we used to be able to have those types of conversations. That's what I'm trying to tell you. 
I've had Newt Gingrich on my show before. He was the Speaker of the House. Do I always agree with Newt Gingrich? Not always. But, you know, he would say this and he says it. He says, you know, at that, we used to be able to go on Capitol Hill and then go have lunch together. And it wasn't like we, we hated each other and we wanted to kill each other. We were just, we had a different view. And they were able to, to do things, you know? Remember all the things that he was able to accomplish during his speakership? And, um, and so now, you know, it's so polarized. It's so, and I have to say, I think a lot of that happened under the Barack Hussein Obama administration. I think a lot of that is playing out to their plan, their rules for radicals agenda. It's to make everybody else the boogeyman, everybody else the bad guy, turn people against each other, your religion against this religion, your race against this race, women against men, gays against straights. And I know what the Bible says. Trust me, I stand by the word of God. But what I'm saying is, is that I've been in the corporate world. I've worked with people of every race, color, creed, gender, identity, <laughs> people that, you know, identify as gay. I mean, was I their enemy? No, I was, I knew them. I knew them well. And sometimes they would be like, well, I didn't know you were a pastor. Yeah, I'm a pastor. Why do you talk to me? Why wouldn't I talk to you? Well, I don't know. I thought you hate me. No, actually, I preach a message of love. Doesn't mean I agree with your lifestyle. But I don't hate you. I mean, I, I, you know, that's just, I just go along with the word of God. I follow the word of God. I didn't write it. But that's just my personal belief. I'm not going to force that on you or I'm not going to hate you for my view. We can live together in America. That's what America is. It wasn't about canceling people out and shaming them and hating them and wanting to kill them. This is a demonic attack. And, and when you see these people, they're just so vicious, ladies and gentlemen. They just... They just want to silence everybody. They go after the radio talk show hosts. They go after the podcasters. They go after anybody that's speaking anything that's counter to their narrative. And then there's the people that aren't active. And they're just, maybe they're just living their life. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're a parent. You're, maybe it's you. I don't know. Maybe you're just living your life. You're trying to pay your bills. You're trying to work. You know, you have certain views, but maybe you don't share them publicly. I'm not shaming you for that. That's up to you. Maybe it's not your calling. I don't know. And, and, and sometimes, though, people like that, they don't understand what a guy like me is going through. See, we're on the front lines. And I don't say that to be like Mr. Braggadocious again. I don't say that to be, you know, wanting your sympathy. I say it because it's a real battle. And anybody that starts speaking out starts seeing like, oh, my gosh, people will attack you. They'll hate you. They'll, they'll try to cancel you. They'll try to destroy your life. And all we want is just the rule of law, the constitution, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, you know, to be able to, I mean, remember the days you could just go to church, the choir was singing, the pastor preached a message, you fellowshiped, you guys had lunch afterwards. What a beautiful life, right? I mean, how amazing was that, right? It seems like that way of life is almost gone now. How crazy in just a year's time. I mean, you can barely congregate. When you do, there's all these crazy rules. You got to fear everything. You can't hug people. You can't shake their hands. You got to wear these things on your face. How long is this going to go on for? And then we're the crazy ones for questioning it, that our whole life has been disrupted. I hear the stories, suicide rates that have gone through the roof. You think I don't hear the stories? I hear the stories. Do you hear the stories? Opioid addiction, drug addiction, people's parents passing away. They can't even see them in the hospital. All of a sudden, they're just dead. They couldn't even say goodbye because of some rule about COVID. This is sad stuff. And then there's other people. They couldn't even have a funeral. And then some people can't have a funeral. Well, why can they have a funeral? But then we couldn't have a funeral for our loved one. It's like different classes, different sets of rules for different people. You know, you go to one state, it's a different set of rules. You go to another state, it's another set of rules. And now we got this election thing. 
where it's just really reached like a precipice moment. It's really reached a 911. Here we are, Christmas 2020. We're trying to enjoy the Christmas season. We're trying to just take a breather for a minute, spend some time with our family. You know, we're trying to just remember who we are in Christ, our identity in Jesus, to celebrate his birth, to think about who he is in our life. And I did a, I did a live stream in my car today. I'm going to have to change my whole philosophy on Facebook because I can't really post any news stories on there. They'll, they'll fact check me on everything I put up. So I don't know if I can put up videos anymore. Maybe I'll put up videos on there. Maybe I'll just share my podcast on there. I don't, I mean, F- Facebook has become like a useless platform for me because every time I put something up, they limit my distribution. And, and then it's like barely anybody sees it. People say, I don't see your posts anymore. I'm like, I post every day, but you don't see them. You have to go to my physical page. Maybe you won't even be able to see that. I don't know. People say they can't share my post. They can't comment on my post. It's ridiculous. What kind of world is this that we're living in? And what's the next step? I think that's really our concern. What's the next step? Do they go after people? I don't know. I mean, that's what they did historically in these other countries. You know, hey, you're, you're going to push up against the mainstream narrative. You're, you know, we're going to call you crazy. We're going to cancel you. We're going to, you know, we're going to cut off your income. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to put fear into you, but I think we're going into some really dark times unless we get a continuation of this reprieve. And I know a lot of people are standing in faith. I've been standing in faith and praying that President Trump gets a second term, but he can't be like, we can't put our our hope or trust in in Trump. He's a man and he's under tremendous pressure. And I hope you're praying for him and his family because I think it's unprecedented. And yeah, they may have some amazing Trump card idea that I don't know about or you don't know about or some classified thing that they're going to just do. And we're going to be like, wow, our prayers were answered. But then it can't go back to like, you know, business as usual and just normal life again. It's never going to go back. I I don't want to scare you, but it's never going to go back. This is a new season. And I don't know how long I'm going to be able to speak freely like this. Again, I'm not here to scare you, but we're going into a new world and we're going into a new year. People are talking publicly about a great reset. What does that look like? A new currency, a new currency system, a digital currency system. Paper money may be a thing of the past. They may be able to, like, think about how you're censored on social media. You know, have you been in Facebook jail before? Have you heard about it? People, people say certain things and they can't speak on Facebook for like a week or two or a month or whatever. They go into like a 30-day Facebook jail for something they said or did. Well, what if that happens? <laughs> what if they do that with your money? And all of a sudden, you know, Chase Bank says, hey, you can't get your money out for a month until you behave. You know, what if they send people to re-education camps like they do in China? I mean, this is a slippery slope. How far does this slope go? Again, I don't want to scare you, but I'm, I'm sorry and I apologize that other pastors aren't speaking about this stuff because this is real and this is how it happens. And we're at this place and it's not a conspiracy. I wish it was a conspiracy. I really do. But I've studied and I've researched and I, I know where we are on the timeline. And all I can do is ask the Lord for mercy and grace on my own life and protection because it, it, it comes with a high cost. When I ask for money, it's because we need to buy food. <laughs> we need to be able to continue to pay for the bills, the podcasting platforms. You know, I've been canceled in many ways. Again, I'm not trying to foster sympathy, but I'm, we're doing this because we're caring for our republic. We're caring for our, 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 our nation. I mean, I don't know in a couple of months what this nation is going to look like. If I could share some of the sensitive intelligence that people have shared with me that are in high positions of power, I think I'd make 
your skin crawl, especially with the Joe Biden presidency. So, you know, I guess I just figure, well, I'm fighting for the republic. This is my version of 1776. And, and this is what I can do with a microphone and a podcast and, you know, certain things that we can do to maybe wake some people up and make them understand the lateness of the hour. I talked to guys like Andrew Brunson. He was internationally known for being held in Turkey for, in a prison. And President Trump was able to get him out by putting economic sanctions on Turkey. That's my friend. I know that guy. And he said to me, Todd, you know what? Americans are not ready. American Christians are not ready. They need to understand what's coming. Those words ring through my heart every night. American Christians are not ready. They don't understand what's coming. Gosh, I don't want to be that person that tells you. Why can't I just give an encouraging message? It's Christmas. Come on, Todd. Can't you just have one day where you just don't say it? Well, I wish I could. But just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that evil goes away. Evil is trying to take over our republic. Evil is trying to, to, to stifle Christianity, to come after religious liberties and freedoms. And so maybe Christmas should be the exact day that we're thinking about what we need to be doing. We need to be praying to our God, asking him for mercy, asking him for grace, asking him for more time, asking him for a reprieve, a, a continuation, that Donald Trump would get four more years, that corruption would be able to be uncovered, that people that are good people, that are Christians, would not be targeted and killed like they have historically, like they're being historically killed right now around the world. Christians' persecution has gone up every single year. Look at Barner Research. Just read the studies. Just Google it. And I don't recommend using Google because they do a lot of censorship. You can go on DuckDuckGo, a little bit less censored, and just look at the Christian persecution around the world. It's come to America. It's, it's at our doorstep. Here we are. So we need to enjoy this time with our family. And I'm not going to do a podcast on Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to give you hope because there is hope in Jesus Christ. And I believe he hears our prayers. And like I was saying in the live stream today on Facebook, I think there's going to be a revival. I think there's going to be a great awakening. But what I think needs to happen is we need to completely rethink the way we gather as Christians. You know, we gathered in these beautiful buildings. Nothing wrong with that. But it was all about being a professional service with, 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 you know, these beautiful screens behind the pulpit, right? And, you know, smoke machines and eloquent speakers and worship. And it was like a show almost. Really professional great. And in some places they can pull that off and still have the spirit of God. And if you can do that, then praise God. You know, you have the right kind of leadership and you've been able to understand the balance of doing things in excellence, but also being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And that's okay, I guess. But we missed it in a lot of places where we just taught the encouraging messages, only parts of the Bible, didn't really equip people, didn't really disciple people, didn't talk about the blood of cross, didn't talk about repentance, didn't talk about certain sins. Repentance is so key. That's what America needs. That's what's going to save us is if we really repent. And, and if I'm one man on a microphone and this message gets out, and there's areas of sin in your life that maybe you haven't repented of. Can you do that today? Trust me, I've had to do it, friends. God is, he convicts my heart very often. There's certain areas where he's like, Todd, you got to get right here. And it's hard. I got to humble myself. I got to get on my face before God. I got to fight my flesh. But I want to be right before God because I can see how important this hour is. And I want to be right before God because I want his favor and his blessing and his anointing on my life. And I want to be right before God because I don't even know what's going to happen the next year. I love my family. I love my nation. I love God. 
And I really want to be in his will because we're not promised tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. How many people do you know that have passed away in your life? Were some of them unexpected? Some of it just happened really quickly. I knew a woman within like a week, she got sick and she just died. She was young. I mean, I'm not trying to scare you. This isn't a fire and brimstone message. I'm just saying that's life. That's reality. We don't know what would happen if we were going to die or get killed tomorrow. Jesus were to come back. The hour's late. We see it all around us. The signs are everywhere. So we need to get our house in order. We can worry about our country and pray for our nation and pray for our president, but is our own house in order? As we think about the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and what he did for us on the cross of Calvary. He was a perfect, sinless man who was fully God and fully man. He loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but shall have life everlasting. We need to think about the Christmas message, the birth of Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, who was willing to come and be flesh so that he can die for our sins on the cross. Whatever happens in our world, our faith remains strong. Whatever happens around us, we must stay in the secret place of the Most High. We must believe with all of our heart that God is with us even until the end of the age. He never gives us more than we can handle. and He's more than enough. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special and real broadcast tonight on this Christmas Eve 2020. I love you guys. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll be back after Christmas on the 26th. God bless.